Sound Design. Hi, I'm Nathan Lively from Sound Design Live, and I'm here with Moldover today to talk about the Guitar Wing and the Robocaster, two cool new pieces of guitar instrument technology. So maybe we could get started talking about how you're trying to connect with emotion and creativity through the development of these instruments. So it might help to understand a little bit more about where I'm coming from, where I was, you know, did a whole bunch of training and practice as a traditional musician, playing guitar, a little bit of singing. You went to music school, right? Yeah, I went to music school, uh, played in bands. That was kind of my thing. And the way I really started falling in love with this kind of solo electronic performance um, was using just Ableton Live and a controller to mangle pre-recorded sounds. And I just kind of dove head first into this world of, of controllers and using that as my primary and only instrument. And then it was later that I brought guitar back into the show and started doing... You missed the guitar. I missed the guitar. So I brought the guitar back in and started you know, doing original music and playing guitar with it. And that's where I start, really started to, to discover like, oh, like my controllers could be a lot more expressive. That got me into making better and better controllers. And then I was like, oh, you know, I love guitar and I love controllers. Maybe I could just put the two together. That's where I found my sound was like, ah, oh, like kind of combining, you know, integrating, augmenting this existing instrument with mm -hmm. controllers. So let's look at some instruments. Yeah. What did you start with? So when I had this idea to start putting controllers on guitar, I did the quickest and easiest thing, which was to take existing controllers like this one, which is designed to fit on the corner of a turntable. Oh yeah, I've seen uh, DJs with those. Yeah, yeah, so um, yeah, I, I used to have Velcro all over this guitar so I could try out all the different positions for these things. Um, so yeah, sticking those things on there and then the, phone. the mobile device is really great because you can set up uh, touch surfaces with different sliders and XY pads and it's also got uh, motion sensors so I could play around with, um, you know, accelerometer motion in space kind of stuff. So this was really the first prototype. Wow, and you really played like this. Yeah, I played okay. I played one show, one live show at the bottom of the hill um, with this guitar, all programmed to do stuff. And it was enough fun, I had enough fun. And um, the instrument felt like, you know, kind of exciting and new that I, I stuck with it. And the most fun thing was like using buttons actually to control pitch. And you'll see that this kind of idea of just like momentary buttons that turn a thing on and turn off when you let go of it, that's really prevalent on the instruments that came after this. So there was a the moment where you're like, wow, this is really fun, but did you also feel like it made you a more expressive performer? There, I don't know, I know you're trying to create something new, but is it better music for you? I wouldn't say it's, it's more expressive because the guitar has evolved so far and so many people have developed in so many different directions. You're not gonna make a more expressive guitar but what you can do is expand the palette of sound. You know, that's what people did when they first started using effects on electric guitar. You know, it was like, we want new sounds, you know, let's put a filter on there, let's connect a pedal to the filter, the wah wah was born, and you know, there's just all these new sounds you can coax out of it. So similarly, this is this is the same thing, you know, like having accelerometers on this thing, being able to like tilt back and change, you know, the delay time, mm -hmm. you know, do these things with your hands also, you have so much dexterity in your fingers you don't have with your feet. So, you know, what if the Wawa is here and you can articulate it, you know, as fast as your fingers can move and as accurately as your fingers can move, you'll get different sounds. So that's what was really exciting was not more expressivity, but it's kind of new sounds and new possibilities. Possibilities. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you did this once and you thought, wow, this is great. What can I do next? Or what came after that? So that next level was, was hacking up um, an existing guitar. So this is an old guitar that 
Um, I bought to take the Burning Man destroy out there, and it's, <laughs> it's been through the rounds already. You can tell. I, is this metal? This is metal, yes. Wow. So basically, we sawed off the bottom half of this guitar just straight up. You know, electric guitars, you don't actually need much more than this area here that has the pickups and the bridge. Um, so we just sawed that off, and I pretty much hand built this um, this enclosure on here and then put all these sensors on it and, and basically built a custom MIDI controller into the bottom of the guitar. And it's important to note that this is still like, it's a separate thing. It's a controller separate from the guitar. There's uh, a quarter inch jack here with an output for the guitar sound and there's a USB jack which sends the data from the controller. So even though, you know, we're creating a hybrid instrument and integrating these things super tightly, it's still, you know, you could think of this as the pedal board on the floor, but mounted on the guitar or okay. however you want to think about it. Um, but with this one, the big idea was really just to like find all the sensors I thought might be cool to have on a guitar. And you tested them. everything out. Everything, everything. <laughs> yeah, because you've got, you've got a, <laughs> some kind of pitch wheel here, you've got a joystick here, you've got uh, switches here, you've got faders here, you've got a touch strip here, you've got knobs here. Every, this, what is this? This is an infrared. No. It's like a, like a Roland makes something called a D-beam, so it's similar to that. It's a range, you know, infrared sensor. Uh, and it's got accelerometers, so the motion in space ah. can control stuff too. So this is a cool way to make a prototype because I can try anything and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I gave the example of the wah pedal, and it's like, yeah, well maybe a wah is a button, and it's like wah 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 wah. You know, that's that's cool. Could be cool. Maybe it's on a touch strip. Maybe it's on a joystick. You know, I got to try all those possibilities and answer some of those questions of like, what's going to be fun? What's going to be cool? You know, was it? It must have been so exciting when you first turned this on first assign some things to these buttons and you're like, wow, this will really work. <laughs> it was, it's those magic moments that kind of like keep me going on the many, 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 many hours it takes to, to make these things happen. And what, what were the first things you wanted to do? I mean, did you have purpose behind placing these here to begin with? Like, I know I want to do a specific thing with this controller or were you just like, ah, just experiment? Yeah, it? no, no, there's, there's an element of that to it. It was having those, those buttons from the other controller in this area of the guitar and mapping those to control pitch. That was kind of the most fun thing and sounded like nothing I'd ever heard on guitar before. It's, that was it, it was like doing that with that first controller and then that was, that was something I knew I wanted to carry over here. I didn't really know, you know, I didn't have a great idea of, you know, exactly what this knob's gonna do, but mm. I, I kind of sussed that stuff out over time. Okay, I think I'm starting to get the picture. It wasn't like, you know what, I wanna get my distortion pedal off the floor onto my guitar. It was more like, I wanna open the possibilities up to the sounds I can make and the things that I can do with this instrument. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what came next? Basically, I put that guitar in my, uh, my friend Ben, uh, Ben Lurie from Visionary Instruments hands, and he was impressed enough by the, the tricks and the stuff that I was doing um, that he was inspired to collaborate with me uh, on this, which is the production model Robocaster. So this takes the best of the ideas that I hashed out on that prototype um, and puts them into a custom-made guitar uh, that Ben made in the shop in Oakland. So. Yeah, it looks a little more, more refined, a little simpler, not as many knobs and switches. I created these, uh, these Max patches. To, For Max MSP? Yeah, mm -hmm. to implement these kind of tricks, like I was talking about the pitch shifting that I like to do with the buttons. And it's not normal that you have a button that, say, you know, shifts up a fifth, and another button that shifts up an octave, and, you know, what happens when you hold them both down? You know, I programmed this kind of logic into a max patch. This is a little bit more advanced than you could just do with something like Ableton Live. Yes. Yeah. So some fancy 
uh, MIDI trickery. Um, so I used to do that with Max, and one of the beautiful things about this instrument is um, we put an Arduino inside, and we worked with a programmer, and basically transferred that Max patch, along with a lot of other um, slick concepts that uh, we developed, uh, into the guitar itself. So what comes out of here is really easy to use standard MIDI messages that you oh. can send to Ableton or Guitar Rig or Amplitube or you know any kind of uh, hardware or software. Because that was going to be one of my follow-up questions that if I wanted to buy something like this, I would be nervous that I get it and then, I don't know, maybe it's going to take me hours to put something together at the program to actually use it. Like, can I get some patches from you or how easy is it to get up and running if I just get this instrument? Yeah, well, because we did that extra work to make the firmware really smart, it's really easy to get up and running. So like I said, you could use it with any software. Um, I created um, a guitar rig patch, which is the same one that I use live. So that has all the tricks and all the, the same carefully honed effects, you know, several years worth of programming um, that, uh, yeah, that works instantly with the RoboCaster and it's really easy to reprogram it to work with your own effects or take my patch and change it. Can I buy this? Uh, this, one, this one's mine. <laughs> Visionary Instruments will sell you RoboCasters. Cool. Um, was there another evolution after this or what's the next point in the story? Right, well this is in my mind like the ideal guitar for me. And but... A lot of people might not want to commit to all of this control. They might just want to dabble a little bit, try a few things. Yeah, yeah, so there's that idea. So I met with my uh, old friends from Livid Instruments, and I've known Jay Smith, who founded that company. I've known him for like 10 years, I think even before he had the company. So we both lived in the New York area at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, we just kind of banged our heads together and we found all kinds of things that um, we loved about this concept. And also talking about like what would make it more feasible, as you were saying, for somebody to just pick up and play, you know, somebody who's not as committed to spending hours, you know, programming the thing or spending thousands of dollars to buy the thing, somebody who just wants to like get into this concept. Mm -hmm. Man, not everyone's gonna take a bandsaw to their guitar like you did. No, no, no. So that leads to the attachment <laughs> right. idea of like, hey, maybe just something you attach on there that does the same kind of stuff. And so that was the conversation um, that led to Guitar Wing. Cool. So, so this is the finished wing. This is the one that's out. This is the one that you can buy. Um, um, but we, you know, we, we kind of hashed all the features right there in Austin. This was the area, you know, I decided like most guitars have controls here. Mm -hmm. You can put it up here, back here, but this is really where you wanna like, this is your quick access zone. So we knew it had to be flat. Um, we wanted to make it wireless. That was great because they were already working on wireless technology. Yep. Um, I could turn it on, it looks, ah. it looks um, Yeah, lights, lights were not a key feature, <laughs> but the wireless, um, the making it really flat and the making it attached to any guitar. Um, were the key features, you know, so like whatever guitar you have, bass, uh, guitar, you know, Flying V, whatever. I'm not sure if it fits on every, every guitar, but you can usually find a way, you know, to make it work. Um, and, and, and that's it. And so, you know, I had a lot to do with um, kind of the layout of the controls. You can see the same button arc here appears on the RoboCaster and the same, you know, this was kind of an ergonomic thing, figuring out you know, what orientation should touch strips be in, you know? And this kind of makes sense because this is your playing position and this is kind of where your index finger flicks out. So that makes sense. And this makes sense for this kind of rocking motion. There's a lot of like, there's a whole study of, you know, uh, haptics and, and, and ergonomics and how you can interface with controls naturally. This, this arrangement, this arc is actually like very carefully measured based on where your finger is kind of like naturally mm. lie. 
Um, and then also like kind of limiting the number of controls. You see a lot of controllers with like big grids, you know, button, 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 or like rows and rows of knobs. And in my experience, those are really hard to navigate for performance. Yeah, I, be, I was gonna ask you about that because I'd be kind of nervous about making a mistake. Like I reach down here and hit this instead of this. Right, right. Or accidentally like, whoa. But I guess they have it, I don't know if you can tell in the video, but it's recessed uh, significantly. So it's it actually pretty hard probably to hit it on accident. Yeah, and they made, they're not super sensitive. You actually gotta have a pretty firm, firm oh, push okay, right. to get it. So you won't hit you gotta it mean just it. brushing it. Yeah, so you gotta be pretty intentional with it. Um, yeah, but all these, you know, things down to like the shape of the thing I worked on and this little, this little nub here, you know, the idea is you could use this for pitch bending up and down and it's useful to be able to feel the center. Mm -hmm. So we put those little oh, that makes sense. nubs on there. And I really wanted tactile switches because I love the click. You get around that with these buttons at least. You yeah. can feel it being pushed. Yeah, it's tactile feedback and that's really helpful. This was a beautiful collaboration. This is my first experience of working with like, you know, a whole company full of people where it felt like all the stuff that I brought to the table was you know, really useful and appreciated. You mm -hmm. know, there wasn't somebody already there kind of who knew all these ergonomics things and these guitar controller concepts, um, you know, but they had somebody there, you know, Travis undertook the whole enclosure design, the whole, uh, the whole clamping system. So this is all him and there's a way this thing swivels. It's got different positions. You can like unscrew it and swivel mm, nice. it to match the contour of different guitars. There's spacers, you know, I kind of figured this out and they, made it happen where this comes with a pack full of spacers. So if your guitar has like a molded top, you can fit it. Um, so all that, you know, it was like Travis and, you know, there's a firmware guy, Justin Moon, who does all the, the programming and circuit board layout and just this whole team of people. And so to me, it's really exciting. I mean, this is a more professional looking, playing, feeling thing than I ever thought I would be involved in making. And what's so exciting to me about it is it's like this layout of controls is like something I've been playing for years and I've worked on really hard and I don't see in a lot of other instruments and I really want to see more controllers with this kind of organic human uh, kind of layout, you know, this thing that feels like it's part of your hand and not some, you know, I don't know, foreign object. That yeah, that's true. Now that I think about it, we see keyboards and other instruments with more and more buttons, maybe, or sliders, but there's really only one thing, like the pitch bin wheel on a keyboard is kind of the most expressive thing on there. Yeah. So you don't, you don't see a lot of this kind of thing on keyboards, for example. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm really uh, just super excited that it's out there in the world. And, you know, there's uh, hundreds, there's uh, thousands, I forget how many. But there's a lot of people have these things. And oh, really? to me, to like okay. go from like, you know, three years ago, like Velcroing something in the face mm -hmm. of my guitar. Um, now everyone's doing this. To everyone having that possibility. You realize you could have kept a monopoly on it and then been like the only guy doing controllers with a guitar. I, yeah, maybe. You've democratized the controller guitar. I think championing <laughs> a democracy is better than, you know, uh, monopolizing something. So, uh, so where can I buy this? Uh, you can buy this. That's the other thing is it's like everywhere. So this is okay. It's a regular online, guitar store. And it's not good, just yeah, at the Livid Instruments website. No, no. You can get it at Guitar Center and Santa oh, okay. Ash and all these places. I would like for us to just brainstorm right now as many as the most amazing things we could think of to control this with. Maybe you're in your studio. You don't want to get up to adjust the thermostat. Beep boop, beep boop. 67 degrees. I like that. I kind of just want a sampler that like, you know, like orders 
like takeouts instead of like <laughs> having to go like, call up you know i want this i want this it just like dials a phone number and this like places my order mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, like, swipes the credit card super like burrito that. when you hit it twice yeah yeah or this could be like you know the number of of toppings it's like there's your guac there's your guac and cheese mm-hmm. there's your guac cheese and, and this um, could be how spicy it is cream. Spice. <laughs> I like it. But I put together a performance a few months ago um, to show off what you could do with this, where I basically took all the stuff the Mojo does, my you know my tabletop controller, and all the stuff that my microphone controller does, and built it all into this one interface. So I could do guitar effects, and then I'm uh, controlling vocal effects from these things, and then I'm triggering different sections of my song with these buttons. Hmm. And so in a way, like this became like this little like control center. And that's how I imagine a lot of people using it, like guitar players. You know, they want to like jam along with a song they wrote, you know, well, now they can start it and stop it and go to the chorus and extend the chorus, you know, without having to tap dance on a pedal board or, you know, reach over for some other controller. And I was thinking about controlling my digital audio workstation. So if I'm recording alone, for example, it's kind of a hassle to like reach over to the keyboard or whatever it is, uh, especially if I'm trying to be close to my amp or I need more space for my instrument. So if you can hit record, hit pause, uh, navigate around your workstation a little bit. That would be great too. Yeah, yeah, that's all uh, really easily possible. And yeah, and for those kind of purposes, you know, it just doesn't need to be on your guitar. It could be on your desktop. It could be on your right arm. I kind of like this oh, like look at cyber. That. You know, it's got a little kind of flourish there. Kind of makes me feel cybernetic in a cool way. <laughs> makes you feel <laughs> So this is the latest thing. What's next? What else would you like to do with the guitar? <laughs> it's basically finishing my album and playing a lot of shows and getting out there on the road. All right, cool. Well, I'm excited to hear your new album and thank you so much for showing me around the Robocaster and the Guitar Wing. Thanks. Thank you so much for the interview. This is awesome. Sound design. Yeah.